everybody, welcome to the Madness Continues podcast. Uh, I wanted to talk to you today about Funny Planet, which is the project that you guys have been hearing about for a long time. I uh, was partnered with a guy, still am partnered with a guy, in New York by the name of Zach Tomasovic. I can never pronounce his last name right, so I'm sure he's going to listen to this and be like, I fucking told you not to do it like that. Well, I'm sorry, Zach. Uh, you're a great guy, but my Midwest lips can't seem to make those movements, uh, which is odd because I'm actually good at accents in almost every other language. <laughs> All right, look, Zach is a, a wonderful guy. He uh, I met him at usual here in this podcast at the uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It's amazing how where and how you can meet people. And we're launching another podcast called Funny Planet, where we, along with uh, Brendan Gay, who many of you from the Chicago comedy community and New York comedy communities know, will be interviewing people sort of all over the world. We only have a few episodes in the can right now, but we're planning to start releasing soon, so please uh, please watch out for that. I'll actually have a link to the release on this page, you can sign up to be notified when we let it go. We've been interviewing already some of the most amazing comedians from around the world, including some of the most famous from Africa and Europe uh, and even um, New Zealand and, and just really all over. It's been it's really been pretty cool, and, and talking to them has been amazing. So if you're into comedy, if you're into learning about other cultures and what they find funny, it's going to be a great podcast, and we talk about it here and how difficult it was to get it done um, we need to have a full version of this where me and Zach and Brendan Gay sit down and talk about this all together. And um, I, I just have been so happy working with those two guys on these projects. And um, we all have a lot going on, but but this is um, really kind of a blessing to be able to sit down. So thank you guys so much. Without further ado, here's my interview with Zach Tomasovic uh, just recently in New York. And don't worry if you're in the Chicago comedy community. I still got a whole bunch of episodes in the can that I will be releasing soon from some of the people who you who you really care about. But I thought this would be a good one for today. Take it easy. I'm talking about, I think the first thing we should do is talk about the project just a little bit. Uh, I am, sure. I, mean, I got this up and recording. I just think it would be good to, you know, we can talk a little bit about the Praj. Yeah. I think a little be good bit too. about Funny Planet. I think we should talk about how we met. That's, that's good, always fun. There we go. We'll get this, uh, we can get this up and out of the way. Yeah. We met in uh, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival outside of Greenside. Which has come up at every single episode on this It really podcast. has, and it's, it's, it's fascinating I'm to me. I'm really glad we went because oh, yeah. well, it, we would have nothing to talk what about What a bunch of street people. cred that yeah, we, <laughs> we suddenly gained, gained really quickly. Uh, of course, this is, uh, this is Brendan Lemon, and, uh, and Zach. this is Zach Tomasovic. I'll introduce myself. There we Thank go. You. All right, you. <laughs> taking the reins right away. Such a dominating force what on a, the pod. What Please. a producer. Not he's, he's not used to having to share the stage. <laughs> Thank God his name is Lemon this and is not Limelight. Ah, hey. snip, snip, snip. <laughs> look at look at listen what to a Zach. stupid start to the podcast. What a Zach! Listen Literally, to Zach. Li- I can hear the listeners leaving, cutting it up over here. <laughs> I can hear the unsubscribes. Oh my God, <laughs> pushing it right now. I can feel it. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, man. It was. Uh, that's why I'm not improv anymore. Is I can't stand having to compete for the attention. Of other people. That's how histrionic I am. Like, just give me the microphone, and people have to listen to my goddamn voice. Um, no, let's uh, let's talk about this um, because you were you were doing what show at Edinburgh? I was doing. I produced two shows. The one at Greensides that uh, yeah. that you that where we met. It sounds like an old Christmas song. I don't the, one at, <laughs> the one at Greensleeves. <laughs> Greensleeves. Uh, the uh, the so the one at Greensides on Infirmary Street yeah. was. Uh, the Chicago Comedy Showcase, right? And that was like a press thing. I think we were at when we met. Yeah, we had like a pr- a, there was a press thing. Yeah, there yeah. was a handful. Of press showed up to both of my shows and universally hated them, which was <laughs> great. The reviews <laughs> for both of my shows were universally bad. Uh, but you got great reviews because yep. you were producing Trumpus Interruptus. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. impeachment of Donald Trump. We got real lucky. Well, Seriously, just it was talk about just having good time. You 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 forecasted you were prescient <laughs> because you forecasted yeah, reality. I know. Uh it was just commodities. Commod- futures. I was yeah. just trading in futures <laughs> with that show. Like how literally you, on title alone we got. How did you come up with that? So let's go back to this before we even jump in to talk about Funny Planet. But how did you even come up with that idea? I don't I don't really know, man. I think that it was uh January of that year, I just you I were think like, I saw it. No, you know what it was? I saw Burris's special on Netflix. 
oh yeah Hannibal Burris's Edinburgh special oh yeah and I think I just was like oh, I'm gonna fuck, do that this looks so fun and I want to find a barber in Scotland too <laughs> <laughs> I did too and he uh, gave me such a fucking Scottish and Hannibal haircut. looked like he was miserable by the end of it but I was like for some reason that was like I want to try to do that marathon yeah um and uh yeah and I think it was January I con I just was like I just contacted random theaters I don't know what you did yeah and I had a similar thing I had um. I had contacted a whole bunch of random ass theaters and then got, I did two. So I had a mistake. The, the you, listeners, uh, cause I'll probably post this on my podcast also. Um, the listeners, uh, who have heard this story will know that I, I was dedicated to doing, I was committed. I was like 110%. I'm going to do Edinburgh this year. Yeah. And so I found green sides and they were like, I think it's just green side. You keep saying green sides like I think in the it's old green sides. Is green it plural? Because there's more than side. one location. Green side. We'll we'll say it. whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> you say green side. I'll say green sides. Right. Let's call the whole thing off. No, yours sounds more folksy and uh, warm, warm green, and welcoming. Green side sounds. W- it sounds more weird approachable. in my head. <laughs> it sounds strange in my brain. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anyway, we we talked to I talked to them, and so I commit to getting this space and i like sign this contract and i like send it over to them and all this stuff and they're like okay you're gonna have this room it's because it was like for sure i was like i'm gonna get a for sure space how big was your room how many people i think it sat 40 maybe okay yeah yeah two rows of 10 on two corners i was scared because i got i got the biggest one i got Mm. the one that seats like uh but you sold out you did well uh yeah, yeah yeah and that was that was uh, unexpected because e- at the end of every night, what they do for all the people who pay cash, I know you didn't have this in your show cause you guys, you guys didn't sell anything, but uh, <laughs> at the end of, <laughs> at the end of each night, they came to me with like a, like a fucking wad of, of fucking cash. cash. Yeah. 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 And they just gave it to me in an envelope and like some nights it'd be like, you know, 400 pounds, 500 pounds in cash. You know, you gotta You're go like, wander home in Edinburgh. And I spent all of it with uh, me, and then the the guy who did it with me, Nate McLeod, and then uh, the the tech guy. That we were a team of three. Yeah, and we spent it all every night on just drinks. Awesome. Either buying drinks for ourselves or buying drinks for other people. That sounds great, man. That actually sounds like a great time. It was great. Th- you know those beer gardens. Yeah, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, which we ran into each other. I think we ran into each other like at like a couple of different. We ran into each other at the Hive, I think. Yeah, and it was weird because I as soon as I met you, you were like so personable and you were like so likable. Yeah. Well, I was I was, like, to, I was trying to fuck you. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I really like that guy. Like, I really hope that we meet again. And then uh, Bill Petit, yeah. who was also in your showcase, uh, I kept bumping him into him in New York yeah. after Edinburgh. And then one thing led to another, and then we we caught up again. Yeah, and that's when. Okay, so so then so to 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 finish out just real quick the story on my situation. At Edinburgh, yeah. I got Greenside that room, right? Or Greenside's whatever the mint room, I think, is what I got. And uh, the way that I ended up getting it, I then right afterwards, just the tonic got a hold of me and they were like, oh, yeah, you can have a room here with us. And so I did. I was like, well, shit, I'd rather have just the tonic. It's more of a dedicated comedy space, all of this. But then the problem was I already signed this contract. So I was like, I I didn't know what to do because I wanted to do the show at just the tonic. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do the just the tonic. But I couldn't figure out what I was going to do with the other room. And I, it was really driving me nuts for like two or three days. I was like, I'm not sure. And that's why I got the idea for the Chicago Comedy Showcase. I was like, I can't get rid of this room. I don't want to take a, like a two, two grand loss on this. So I'll just open it up and see if any Chicago comics want to come out. Because I couldn't do both shows because they were almost at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so then I had all these Chicago comic people come out over the course of that month, which was totally nuts it was a lot of fun but um that's anyway how that ended up happening yeah how many how many guys did you have come out we had 18 and ladies how yeah, many ladies 18 over the course one lady and 18 over the course of the month yeah gotcha. Ilana Ilana uh shit what is Ilana's last name Ilana oh, this is gonna drive me nuts I need to look her up uh anyway the, yeah I had a whole bunch of people that came out over the course of that month though uh, so it was like, you know, so then you ran into Bill and you had this idea you talked to him about. Yeah. I pitched Bill on this idea about Ilana Gordon. Comedy. God damn it. That Ilana Gordon. Pardon me. Sorry, Ilana, if you're listening, you're, yeah. uh, it, 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 you, how could you f- be forgotten? Uh, Brendan has a mental issue. <laughs> so, so yeah. Anyways, I ran into Bill. I kept running into him. I think on the third time. Bill, Bill and I were like, well, okay, we got to hang out because this is just yeah, too many keeps, times of running too much. into each other. Yeah. 
and I think it was it, it it really had this like quality of like all right we got to do something because we kept meeting, and I pitched him on this i we were pitching a few different ideas with each other and then I pitched him on this idea about like a Bourdain style yeah. comedy around the world show yep and he 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 was like you know that's a great idea but I don't think it, I'm the right guy yeah and then he he punted it off to you yeah well because I had been working with Brennan Gay. Uh, right. w- on developing an idea for doing comedy across the U.S. And we wanted to do a travel comedy mm-hmm. show, but in America. And we were like, we yeah. want to do... And it was aiming at... it was There was just some part of the production that seemed like it was like there was a gap that we couldn't kind of get over. Like the more... We talked about it a lot. And we were like, let's do maybe 50 s- cities and 50 states in 50 days. That sounds like a really fun, crazy challenge. It's like going to be two months of hell, but like we'll get all this mm-hmm. footage. We'll be everywhere. It'll be so much fun. Yeah. Like we'll have to figure out mics that are like, not mics, pardon me, shows that are within like a driving distance of each other somehow and like all this kind of, it was like we, we were really planning out, but the the actual- Which still, a- by the way, which still, still a cool would be idea. A, a great still idea. Still a cool idea. And either way, Brennan might be doing it by himself anyway uh, because his career is just kind of taken off. Well, but Brennan sounds like he's already kind of done it. He just needs to film it. Well, that's exactly, so he spent 52 weeks on the road in 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was 2017. Anyway, I think it might have been 2017. But anyway, he spent the entire year on the road just doing all these, and that's why he knows everybody in the whole United States of comedy because he just he's been on it. But we wanted to do like a really targeted version of it, and we were like, this will be fucking nuts to like get this done. Like yeah. we could do it. We could maybe even do two states in a day. We'll do like Rhode Island and you know whatever massachusetts or connecticut yeah. or whatever yeah get, so, get the like delaware pa oh yeah we could New just Jersey like hit one all one these ones yeah we'll go to like yeah same thing we'll go to like weirton west virginia then go over to ohio <laughs> or like we <laughs> just we'll do like the texas panhandle then the oklahoma panhandle and like right. the same day maybe we can do two of these shows It'd be great if there was like a comedy club like right at the four corners of like utah <laughs> arizona <laughs> new mexico four corners and, comedy uh, club usa Colorado. that's yeah. so funny <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do comedy in all four states all at once. One night. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I was working on that idea with Brendan, uh, but we could, we kind of couldn't really get over like how what is the next part of this execution? Mm-hmm. Um, because after I had done Edinburgh, I was like the next thing is to do like a show. Like yeah. I I just want to do coordinating that entire thing was insane. Yeah, because you get high off the um, feeling of having produced something. Oh yeah, and, and like uh, actually watching it come to fruition, you're like, oh wait. Yeah. Okay, this is uh, and even if addictive. it to be honest, even if it crashes and burns, yeah, there's a part matter. of you that it, you're like, no, who cares if it's successful? It's I just, built that plane that's now yeah, a flaming I, wreckage in the water. Right, but it was my flaming <laughs> it was my plane. Right, <laughs> it's my wreckage. Right, that was made out of my bike. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my Schwinn. That's my Schwinn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh um, my god, man! Yeah, yeah, so it doesn't. So you get this addict. <laughs> it, it, it there is a little bit of a uh, there is a little bit of like a serotonin kind of feeling to producing. Well, uh, and, and and thank God because otherwise nobody would ever do a goddamn thing. No. Because it it's so we I talk about this on my podcast, which this audio will probably be repurposed on also. And it's like it's so freaking annoying to projects are awful. Like you, you go like we went insane in Iceland. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> but like we, we went nuts in Iceland when we made the project, and it was all. Uh, I mean, it just at a certain point you just go crazy. I, yeah. I went crazy in Edinburgh. I lost my mind Did at you? one point. Yeah. At what point in the? Uh, uh, what week three. In the... Week three. Okay. And it was because week one I was like. I'm not funny. Nothing I'm doing is funny. Mm-hmm. No, I had to like, I was like, I need to rewrite the whole fucking show. At one right. point I was like, I need to quit comedy. I'm not funny. And, uh, which is weird, think- which is weird. Cause that has never stopped me before. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that that was the product of, uh, kind of adjusting to the, to the more of a Scottish British audience? I think it was a handful of different things. Yeah. You're, you, you, cause you're thrown into the deep end. Cause I you're, felt that too. Like I, cause we did, we did, um, we did it technically. It's, it was off Broadway, but it feels silly to say off Broadway. It was more. It was more just like the we, office of Broadway. <laughs> it was the office of Broadway. Yeah, it, it doesn't really count. But you know, we we tested it for American audiences. But the problem was is that friends and family, yeah, a lot of, and then a few general public people. But you, so you don't get really good feel until you actually go. Yeah, and then you're thrown the other way where it's all British strangers, basically, completely. Uh, the first couple of nights were a little rough. Yeah. Um, well, you, how long was your run? Uh, we did two weeks. Got we did it. 50, I think we did 15 shows. I think that in that, a row, but we didn't take any breaks. Yeah. Yeah. We did. I was scared cause I was, it was so much money to put up front yeah. and then I had no idea how it was going to go. And actually 
it was a shame that we didn't do the whole thing. Uh, um, I don't know, man. I think that you, I almost feel like you did it right in the sense that you were like, I jump yeah. in, we got this, we got two week run. Yeah. It's concentrated. We're doing it every day. Yeah, I'm yeah, having yeah. fun. We're going to hit it really hard and then we're going to get out. And you got good reviews. Yeah. And, and uh, like Time Magazine, I yeah, think it was, Time.com it was good. reviewed it was, you. It was good. And, uh, but I think about my run and it was like, I'm producing not one, but two shows. I'm doing a show every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wa- running between one show and the other show because it's it starts while I'm still on stage, right. and then I got to run, and it's within. And just the tonic was on Calgate, right? That it was, was on like Calgate Hill. It was literally just run. down the hill, so I could yeah. literally I could go between the two shows. Yeah, but I would have to run, and so I would get to the other show, and then I would sometimes close out. What or, was the time? Di- what was the time difference between your shows? Uh, it uh, the because the Chicago the one was late. Started thirty minutes after my oh, show. Oh, so you Cal- actually had to run. Yeah, you had to get yeah. So yeah. I would be done, and there would be thirty minutes left in the show. Yeah, and so I would have to run. And I would get there and there'd be like 20 minutes left maybe. And so I was doing that every day. And not only was I flower, I was coordinating 18 different comedians coming in. I was doing my show, which I felt like I had to retool one weekend because I was like, Mm -hmm. this audience doesn't understand any of my humor, period. Uh, and then I had to flyer every day. That's all what the gets time. you. That's where. That's the thing that wears you down. If I did it again, I would, I would, I would save up so that I could hire someone to flyer for. So me. I, yeah, same thing. Because as I, I ended up hiring you, this one dude. Uh, uh, named uh, Rob King, I think. And I'm still friends with him on Facebook. And we yeah. still talk. He's a great guy. But he just, I just ran into him randomly one day talking. And he was like, by the way, if you need anybody to flyer for you, like I'm open to making extra money. Mm-hmm. So I would go, and he would just hand out flyers. And we pe- people would come to the show. But like, that's the juice is like, if you yeah. can be, have the show and then have somebody else flyer. Yeah. Like it's I, just insane. I never thought, I never thought that flyering would be something that takes, takes it out of you. But I think it's that combination of like, you're you're just you're yelling at random people for three hours all and then, day long, and then it's the we- it's that Scottish summer weather that you're just like, oh, it's disgusting. I wish some that honestly is probably the hardest thing. About it's that pouring about. rain. It's, just it's cold. The- <laughs> it's like forty degrees. Yeah, I I was in I August. Wore a, I wore a uh, in fucking like, August. What are those uh, Scottish sweaters called? The wool ones, like Fair Isle. Oh yes. Yeah. Anyways, I I had to buy one of those like special wool sweaters that Scottish people wear, <laughs> and I get it. I get why they always drink tea because you. Oh my god, it's so depressing. You will literally die, but you uh, you cannot find any healthy food in Edinburgh either, so that no. takes it out of you. It's deep fried Mars bars only. Uh, yeah, but anyways, I mean, God, that was so much fun. It was a great time, but like it definitely it so was that definitely was a so it wore it wore on me. That's why I went crazy week three. Is because yeah. I was just like I just can't. And Bill got it on video, kinda, because I started yelling at people on the street. I was trying to fly her because the the I feel bad for the Edinburghers and like the people who are who are there because they're getting fly. Their whole town turns upside down. There's right. a surplus of like a hundred thousand people who come in during that yeah. month. Um, they're walking around and they're constantly having flyers shoved in their face. Right. And I'm doing the same thing and got, and people are just like, God damn it. Why are you trying to get, I don't want your fucking right. It flyer. turns into Times Square just with, yes, like but, every, less but everywhere urine. and all day yeah. and less. And, and if you can believe it, less space. Like right. it's, it's <laughs> it like, true. and you're walking uphill everywhere yeah. and like you just, and it's raining yeah. and it's cold and it's just like the whole thing was just a fucking madhouse. And so, yeah, I went crazy. Um, but so let's get to the project though. So Funny sure. Planet, this is this is the finally the point of the of this right. we we're talking about is Funny yeah. Planet. It was your idea, and you pitched me on it over the phone. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Fuck my idea!" With Brendan, which is yeah. still a good idea. And I think those are the exact words you said. Yeah, I think you were like, "All right, fuck this idea." Like this, let's. Well, you know what? And you know what? It was it's <laughs> are you so funny. In trouble with the mic? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I just Hold like on a second. To, let me I just do, like to move it around. Let me do this. Hold on a second. Okay. I keep I keep fidgeting with it. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna touch it. Perfect. Okay, so what was funny is that initially it, <laughs> we knew so. The only reason we were able to do this project was because we knew so little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we, if had, we known, had known what we were doing, no, we wouldn't have done it. There's no way. It's just insanity. Uh, we thought that we were gonna shoot a whole. <laughs> so funny <laughs> that we thought we were gonna shoot a whole season of it, and that Iceland initially was just supposed to be the first episode. Um, just to test it out, and then we were going to then go that summer yeah. and shoot the whole thing in Europe yeah. over the course of we'll like just, an yeah, eight-week like, road trip. Yeah, we'll totally do it. Yeah, we'll totally do it. We'll just hide we'll <laughs> cameraman. Yeah, we'll just, this will work. And, uh, It'll be a great idea. We we really did think that we were going to do an, an entire season in one summer. Yeah. and Totally on our own, by the way. Yeah, not, and not that, no help, network. nothing. No, no. And so, uh, so, so the 
so we get so me and you and Brendan get under this conversation <laughs> and we start talking about what are we how are we going to do this what are we going to do how is this going to work and just going through all of the and we were just kind of you and I started you had production experience yeah so you yeah, started I, creating, I, I worked in a, as a producer and, and yeah so you but had nothing but for no, not like I this. never traveled like in, yeah you know so we so you put together all these documents that made me feel like oh shit Zach kind of knows what he's doing when it comes to this stuff. And you had you had arranged like we 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 found this New York you you had found this New York Times article that was talking yeah. about the stand up comedy scene in Reykjavik, in Reykjavik in Iceland, and I think y- you started listing out these people to yeah. like reach out to. Yep. I literally just stripped each name from the article and yeah. then did it. Here's here's how you do pre production, everyone. Just find <laughs> an article, take everyone's name and put it into Facebook, That's and so then funny. send them Facebook messages. That's that's exactly well, and what then I did. and people got back. And everyone responded. Yeah, and because Icelandic people are super cool. Except for uh, the only person I don't think we got was Ari. Yeah. actually, Ari Aldian. But who we talked to on the podcast? I don't think he was even in Iceland yeah, at was, the time. I think he was touring in, was uh, like in Asia. Yeah, or something. Yeah, and or so, Australia. So, uh, so where anyway? Where this is going is that like we end up getting this whole production schedule together, <laughs> and we figure out okay, we're gonna go in in, in March, like for we're gonna be there for like ten days. Yeah. I think it was eight. Was it ten or eight? Uh, it was like I think nine. Yeah, and yeah, so there. we were like, we need to find a camera guy. But before we get to that point, <laughs> I should say like we had so me and you and Brendan talked about this, and we were like, this is fucking great. Brendan was still doing a lot of just like he is now. He was doing a lot of touring. Mm-hmm. He was doing a lot of like. So we had this idea where it's like you and I, we know who these people are. We know the place we're going to go. Brendan is going to show up. Brendan's a ton of fun. He's going to be like a kid. He's going to run around. We'll yeah. be like three hosts of this show. And he was that. And, and he was. Exactly he was exactly that. <laughs> exactly and it was, and it was great. And it was great. It was yeah. perfect. It was great to take my kid on vacation. <laughs> 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 it was so fun to watch his eyes light up. Uh, he just had, he had a fucking blast. And it was, oh, it man. actually, and it's funny because I reflect back on that experience and I think if he didn't, if he didn't, if he didn't make it, which almost didn't happen, yeah, which we'll get to, yeah, if he didn't make it, it would have been actually a significantly different like experience <laughs> because he just was having so much fun yeah. that it became contagious to yeah. be like, yeah, this is just it, we're just having a blast. It was like taking your three year old to Disney World. Yeah, and you and I are yeah, it was because yeah. you and I are like, how the fuck are we gonna pay yeah. for this? Yeah. What are we gonna go on the Magic Kingdom? How are we gonna get to the? the we are <laughs> right. thinking about all these like logistics. I can't afford the park hopper. What? Meanwhile, my no. wife is trying to murder me. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. Sorry, honey, that you know I didn't get my promotion, so we can't stay at the Grand Floridian or whatever the hell it is. Oh my We're god. We're gonna have to stay off property. Oh my god. So, <laughs> anyways, anyways, so we need to find this camera guy, and this is yeah. the part where I almost torpedoed the whole damn thing. This is where it all, <laughs> where it all started falling apart. Where it all fell apart. Because we found this guy who I knew from high school, and he had always been uh, kind of a cool and creative dude. And I knew that he was doing like video work out in California, and I messaged him. And I was like, hey, we had talked years ago about working together. Are you still doing this stuff? He's like, yeah, here's my, you know, reel or whatever. We yeah, look it at looked, it. And the it thing looks is, good. Is it looked good. It looked it fine. It fine. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, this is great. Like, let's, we're going to get you on the thing. We all get into a phone call. And the first phone call we had with him, I think, was pretty normal, mostly. And, like, I don't think that he no. did anything to portray uh, all of the events that would later follow. But it was definitely like there was some kind of. You know, we were like, we're dealing with a creative type. Something is a little odd, yeah. but whatever, not yeah. a big deal. This is where the trouble really started, is that we went to borrowlenses.com, or you went to borrowlenses.com, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you got oh, all this equipment. Yeah. And they were great, and they're a right. great company. Borrowlenses.com is a great company. They're not sponsoring this no. podcast yet. But uh, they are fantastic. Yeah, actually. and I would recommend them to everybody. They were, they were super good with us. Mm-hmm. And when we reached out to we got a list of equipment from this guy oh yeah like the cameraman gave us a list of equipment and oh my god the things that i know now like he was he had us get sliders he had us like get gimbals and all of these things that you would need if you were doing like a product yeah like launch yeah like a commercial for like a a, a skincare cream yeah like that'd be perfect yeah because you want it, you know but like all these lights and like all the stuff oh my god it, it turned into like you know thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars yeah of stuff that we didn't need and so the the thing that i but we were too we didn't know yeah, we were like to all right know that we, he says know, that we need it we just trusted him so but the real the real red flag is when borrow lenses messaged you because they we got a camera we got the c300 <laughs> mark ii <laughs> And the bar lunch is messaging you and they're like, hey, He's by like, the way, just to let you know, like, you can't use this equipment <laughs> with this camera. Like, it's not geared towards using right. it. It's you too heavy. Yeah, you can't use it with this. Right. And and I we and then so we end up calling this guy back and we're like, hey, uh, what? 
like it, you know we just got this red flag from bar lenses <laughs> and he over the call is like oh guys of course they would say that yeah so yeah. no look i know what i'm doing they right. would say it it's not a it's just a whatever like we'll be fine i know what i'm doing just trust me anyways so yeah. fast forward to <laughs> the day that we're about to leave to go to iceland yep because that everything pointed to that we're not even going to go on this trip and we're going to lose about $10,000. Oh, right, yeah. We were sending so much money more, into this. If not this more. Point. Yeah, yeah. So, so there was a giant snowstorm the day of, of the day of that we were leaving to Iceland and every single flight out of Newark was canceled, canceled except for two. Except for two. <laughs> wow Airlines flight to Reykjavik <laughs> and uh, Iceland Air flight to Reykjavik. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> All of Newark is shut down except for those two flights. Oh my god! So we're scared. We were so scared that day that we weren't even going to leave. And I kept saying to Brendan, "I think we're going to leave. I think we're going to leave." And I, you just I, I just kind of, I'm like, I we'll see, we'll see. Do you it, remember if it happens? Do you remember when we were at that airport bar? And I'm just telling you, I'm like, I we're like both just drinking so much. Well, actually, we weren't even drinking that much. But no, just having a beer though. Having a beer, and and I'm just like, I think it's going to happen. We're just looking out at the runway. Hoping, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, what's gonna happen? Uh, I don't want to no go planes. back. And the camera guy's with us. He's fucking crazy. Oh, he. So so. And then you know, I guess we can talk about without this, getting into the weeds too much yeah. with it. But like, he, that's a good. That's a good word to use because he bring he brought. <laughs> we don't want to. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I guess we probably could mention this. I don't want to tell. We can't mention his name. No, we can't mention the guy's but, name, and we wouldn't. But he brought. A certain drug through security. <laughs> yeah. After we had told him, you cannot bring any drugs. Yeah. yeah. You will. We, we will have leave so much you money. We, we have, have so, so much, much money in this project. Yes. No like. drugs of any kind, please. And then he snuck. I'm not going to say what type of drug it was, but he snuck a drug through security yeah. at Newark. And I just, you and I were so just, we were like, what are we going to do with this guy? Yeah. And we, and the worst part about it is oh, I remember we saying so to him, mad. as soon as that happened, I had a conversation with him. I'm like, hey, look. Uh, you, I, like we. I just want to let you know we have a lot invested in this, and if and if you get caught, and like this could really fuck up our whole project. This mm -hmm. could fuck, like I just you really got to tell me that you do not have anything with you. And he like puts his hand on my shoulder and he's like, I don't have anything with me, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> and he says to me, he looks at me in the eyes and he's like, I'm not gonna fuck you, dude. He was such a liar. Yeah. And then as soon as we get oh, to Iceland, man. he's like, Hey, by the way, I got a spliff if anybody wants one. <laughs> and you're like. What the so, fuck? We've been here for 20 minutes. So mad. Like, <laughs> you just told me four hours ago that you don't have anything. Right. So anyways, we get, we go on and on about the guy. But anyway, so we're at the airport. It's not looking good. No. But then somehow, miracle, we get on the last flight out of uh, Saigon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and shot for eight days. I mean, we had to replace the camera dude because he. We're skipping over. We're skipping over some good massive, stuff. massive um, amount of stuff. But like, I, I, I feel like I, I mean, we could recount the story in like gory detail. But there's a real. I feel like I want to. One, I guess, to the listener, you just need to understand that like the, doing any kind of project is difficult. But this one was like especially grueling as a first project that we did i it almost was the feel hardest it was thing baptism by fire i think it was the hardest thing you and i both have ever done i think it might be because the hardest, it was like, like two those three days those first three days were the hardest three days of my we life. stayed up emailed every single cinematographer in the whole yep. country of iceland because i'm like we got to replace this crazy stuff yeah yeah this yeah. dude we uh well we didn't so the first day <laughs> that story with the sea fast cards i mean we i don't know how in the weeds you want to get but we should tell that story because we needed a fire i mean aside from the fact that i i felt in mortal danger from our camera guy who was continuously becoming unhinged yeah as he we, was after we got there <laughs> he was unwieldy i drank uh, a half a fifth of vodka in like one like the first day yeah, that we it, arrived it spiraled out of went out at night fast. and he was just gone we had no idea where he was yeah and that first day we were like oh maybe he's just like a little uh jet lagged yeah and uh nope nope but anyway so that so we both like had a meeting an emergency meeting that night and this was good foresight on your part because you were like i think we need to hire another guy and I was like, yeah, yeah, we absolutely need to do that. Because the thing that I listened to is Marcus Rayboy <laughs> from Netflix, the yeah. direct, the Emmy award-winning director, uh, who's an advisor on this project, um, in a in a in a buddy. Um, he said, trust your instincts more than anything else. Yep. And I felt like when we had that conversation, I thought, there's no fucking way this is going to work. Yeah. And, and so uh, you were right. We we met. So we met that next morning. Yeah. At like 8 a.m., we met with uh, an Icelandic guy. Yeah. 
named Rupert. Rupert Magnuson. Rupert Magnuson, and uh, he was great. Yeah, awesome. We saved had the, a, saved we the project. Had that, we had that emergency breakfast meeting. Yeah. And he saved the project. He oh literally saved the if project. If he didn't, I just remember you and me sitting there being like, if this guy says he can't do this, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. No, because we <laughs> didn't actually have any other options. No. No. No, we didn't. And this was after day one, our, our the original camera guy. Uh-huh. We had gone out. You, you, your instincts had told you, you were like, something seems off about mm-hmm. this. So I'm going to take our most important interview, which was with Jan Gunnar, yeah. former mayor of Reykjavik, also comedian, and move it. And it was good that you did that because we went out and shot a bunch of dumb B-roll. Yeah. And it turned out that the camera guy didn't even <laughs> have the right fucking SD card in the camera to yeah. actually capture any of the things we were shooting, which is insane. Yep. Insane. Like that. And then he- we found, I remember we, it was like, it was like 5.50 and on a Friday, everything's about to shut for the entire weekend. And uh, you come back from like, I don't know just like going to the grocery store and I just, I like hold you and I shake you and I'm like, you have to run here. <laughs> he fucked us. <laughs> he, he fucked us. I remember you said that right <laughs> in my face. You grabbed, you grabbed my shoulders and you shook me <laughs> and you looked right in my face and you were like, he fucked us. Because, and he did. Because he had said, I said, <laughs> said he wasn't going to fuck. And us. he didn't. I mean, oh, God damn it. I said his name. I'll yeah, bleep yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, bleep yeah, it yeah, out. Bleep it out. Bleep it out. <laughs> but anyway, so basically long story short, we didn't have the right cards to shoot. And if anyone knows anything about filming, you got to have CFAST cards for a Canon C300 Mark II. And uh, we didn't have those cards. And so there's only two places in Iceland that sell them, and they were both about to close in five and minutes. And so I literally had to sprint. So you had you to call ran, the place. I had to call a place to and stay open. And ask them to stay open. To beg them to stay open. So I, and I had to sprint. 15 minutes later. I had to sprint like a mile and a half. You ran. Yeah. I saw the way. <laughs> I just immediately started running. Yes. A mile and a half all the way down the yeah. road to get to this place. And I went to this other place, and then... We both bought cards that cost like $1,000. Like normally they cost like It was insane. Bucks. It was ridiculous. And then, <laughs> so just by the grace of God, we yeah. got cards to shoot on. Yeah. And uh, and then... then <laughs> and then had to buy huge external hard drives. Oh, good Lord. Because we needed to... Uh, it's just the most insane. If anyone has any aspirations of shooting in Iceland, it's a lovely place. It really is. with fantastic people, but you really need to have a lot of money. And if you're... Doing it independently like we were, it's not a good place to shoot. No, well, the one thing that it had going for it, too, that we had going for us was once we connected with Robert, he knew so many people who were involved in the industry, and he was able to go, like, we needed another CFAST card at one point, and he just went and got one. Right, from 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 Coop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those guys were good. And... Uh, which was a great outlet we rented some equipment from, and they were actually very cool. They brought our prices down and stuff, and like so. I mean, it was it was really. I would agree. I would say like it's it's it, it was it's a super expensive country to be in, and it's difficult. If anything goes wrong, you got like nothing because there's yeah. just. But there is enough infrastructure, and the people knew each other that like like I would encourage anybody to go talk to Robert or uh, if they're going over there just for anything because yeah. he's just such a great dude. And um, the community is so small that people really do know and help each other and yeah. all this stuff, which, yeah. was, which was great. That was the good thing about it. It worked out. But it was like total madness, man. And so we had to fire that camera guy like one day, literally one day, yeah, 24 hours yeah. after we got to the got to the island. Yeah. I was like, and I, and I had to move. And we were actually afraid of him because he became increasingly <laughs> unhinged. This is the part that at some other point we'll have to dive in and give like the details of the story. But I had the knives and the fucking scissors and the... Uh, in the uh, Airbnb we were staying in because I was genuinely scared. You know, yeah, we were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were we were actually afraid, and because he was just cr- cr- doing crazy shit. Yeah, like he was uh, he was unhinged. Yeah, just becoming yeah, yeah, yeah. increasingly unhinged, and uh, I mean, it was super weird. You know, he was uh, just super weird. Anyways, and uh, I had to move his flights. To get him, I was like, I got him a, a, the only flight out was the next day, and I didn't want him to stay at our place. And so I was like, we, you, I'm getting you a room at a hostel on, like, the other side of town. It's, like, within walking distance, but, like, still. Yeah. And your flight is tomorrow. And literally, like, if you don't take that flight, like, you're, you're going to have to pay for your own flight out. And what's really fucking crazy is when I think about it is... I, we were really struggling, or I was struggling to be like, am I doing the right thing here? I know he needed to get him off this project, but like, I didn't have to do shit, man. Like, I could have just canceled his flight yeah. and been like, now you're marooned. Right. <laughs> like, no, I mean, we, <laughs> no, I think we both, we both were like, what's the line here where we're, you know, we want to be fair to the guy. Um, Completely. But we, it all worked out. Um, and, and we had, and so this is where we got down the rabbit hole with this story, but 
we, <laughs> it worked out and we got great footage. We met great comedians. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was really cool was, and the, the thing that drives this project, Funny Planet, I think for all of us who are involved is we just like humor. We like connecting with people. We like laughing with people. Sharing laughs with people is the, one of the best ways. You feel so connected to people you're with whenever you are laughing together. And and I think that 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 thing is what we wanted to explore around the world. And I think we got a good sense of that when yeah. we were in Iceland. No, that was it's funny because like, you know, you live in Chicago. I live in New York and you live in New York kind of, too. Yeah. Um, it's so it's so many people and you feel like people don't necessarily. It's hard to connect with your neighbors because you, you know, theoretically have everything in common, you know, because you're I don't know, like you live on the same block. Yeah. And so because you live in the same place, you don't connect. Yeah. But the minute that you're talking to people who are, you know, from a different country like Iceland or whether it's South Africa or wherever it is, Japan, you have so much to learn from each other all of a sudden. And you just you I feel like it's easier to make friends abroad than it is to make friends on your own. A- block. At home. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Iceland was especially uh, everyone was so welcoming. And it was so nice because everybody. um I don't know. Everybody just put out a welcome mat for us. Yeah. And they didn't have to. Yeah, they really did. And um, we got access to people who, like you were saying, yeah, they just, just I mean, famous people who are on TV in Iceland mm-hmm. and who were like, yeah, why not? I mean, Ari Eldjarn, who we interviewed um, for the podcast, was, I mean, that guy's on the BBC. He's on TV all the time. Yeah. And just was like, yeah, let's sit down and talk for a while. I mean, Tumen Marake, she's famous famous with mm-hmm. a capital f uh, mm-hmm. in south africa moving to new york soon um to continue her her upward rise because she's just super funny and talented mm-hmm. has a tv show that uh has won 10 uh, uh safta awards i think it's a, whatever the bafta is for, for south is africa that, is that what it is the i think south it is african bafta yeah and yeah. you know i mean and we we talked to you know tons of different people um, people who have started comedy clubs in other countries mm-hmm. and people who have, you know, we talked to Helgi, who is born in Iceland, r- raised in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. moves to Minnesota to finish high school, goes back to Iceland, learns Chinese, moves to China, starts <laughs> doing stand-up comedy. Right. Like, this guy is so unique has such a unique story and such a unique perspective, and he's exploring humor around the world, especially in a country that, you know, basically will shut down a show if you don't if the if the local police think you're going to say anything that could be particularly sensitive. Yeah, like I just think like it's really cool to have gone through and to go through and to talk to with all of these different people from all over the world. You know, I mean, talk, Paul Taylor is another example, guy who strides, you know, straddles two cultures and is able to. To, to to speak both with the British sense of humor and the French sense of humor. The French do have a sense of humor. It's super weird. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Well, that's what... Okay, so I think you're you're touching on something that I kind of want to um, talk about a little bit. Um, knowing what we've... You know, we've talked to a, a lot of people at this stage. Yeah. Do you, do you think that... I don't think we've quite answered our question. Do you know what I mean? Like... Is comedy unique to a specific place? Yeah. Or is it universal? Like, I, this is such a good I question. Think it's, I don't know if I understand the question, or I've answered the question for myself. I, you know, I, I, it's it, this is why we got to keep the the investigation going, is because we were like we were talking about Brent Brent Sheese mm-hmm. and um, a guy who knows every almost every funny com- international comic uh, around the world. He's he did made the creative decisions behind Netflix's Comedians of the World, and. I mean, his ability to talk, speak to their comedy and why they're funny and what it's interesting about it, it's just fascinating to me because it's like this guy himself, we asked the question to, what, you know, what do you think is funny? What do you think? And he's like, I don't know, man. Like, it's just every day people are creating things mm-hmm. and they're just, they're coming up with something different and they're exploring. It, it's like we're all, they're all, every comedian is on this exploration to figure themselves out and figure out the world and they're doing it through finding things that they can have a laugh at and share with an audience and i i almost feel like this show will never be complete in a kind of way because it's like whatever's funny whatever's unique to a country's culture what's unique and what's universal that's changing every day Mm -hmm. and you know tuman maraca is coming to new york she's never been to the states before Mm -hmm. and i mean that, that woman was hilarious and we had such a great time laughing with her and talking with her and Yet she's going to come here and she's going to have to reinvent 
what that means, mm-hmm. you know? I yeah, think it's I fascinating. Imagine, I would imagine a lot of her material is going to have to change because, you know, she's going to, she's doing stuff with, you know, talking about the ANP or whoever she's talking, political figures, whoever she's discussing. That's not going to work in New York. Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to get it. No. So, but, um, yeah, I'm curious to see how it goes for it. And she kind of talked about that a little bit when she went to Canada. Yeah. When she was doing her special for Netflix. Same thing with Scotland. Yeah. yeah. She said she had to, you know, she had to kind of tweak it. And, you know, it was interesting what Ari said. He's like, yeah, you know, I can still keep the same material, but I need to give a little bit of a, a background on who I'm doing impressions of. You know, if he's making fun of an Icelandic comedian, he's got to do, you know, some background before he's able to, you know, do the joke. So... I think it can translate. It just requires a little bit of context. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting to me because I feel like the things that, like Geesley in the documentary says it, where he's like, some things are universal, like farts are always funny. I think, I love that moment, by the way. Yeah. Of the, of the I, trailer. But, right, which, like, let's talk about this. Like, I, I think that the visual stuff, um, this is why Marvel is so successful right now. It's oh, yeah. like, you can, you can, it doesn't matter what language you speak, you can appreciate something on a visual level. Oh, yeah. That's why Charlie Chaplin was so famous. That's why Charlie Chaplin worked. Like all this stuff right now with Marvel is so successful because it's it's an explosion in any language. <laughs> it doesn't so matter. Great. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, but this is like actually and nobody I, gives a shit. What, but you what, and I, you know, nobody cares what language porn stars speak. But like, exactly, it's, it's not it's, why we're yes, tuning in. Yes, very much so. So, like, <laughs> no, exactly. Like Russian, I don't know. Um, oh, okay, Belarusian, whatever. Uh, so. I think this is one thing that you and I kind of have had to push against a little bit when we're, we've been trying to sell this show is where we always come up against this, this kind of common like thing of like, Oh, you know, comedy doesn't comedy travel. Doesn't travel. Like you're not going to be able to sell this show because someone's not going to be able to understand the references. And I, I feel like I want to push against that a little bit because I think that you, you can appreciate it on another level, even oh, though you yeah. the references. I, th- I think that that's true. I mean, like, there are instances of these things where, like, I think I gave an example when I was talking with maybe Ursula Carlson where I was like, I did a joke about uh, PetSmart was the punchline mm. of the joke. And I did it in the UK. And I said, oh, that's why it's like, does it PetSmart? And then nobody laughs because they don't have PetSmart in the UK. Yeah. It's a, pe- pe- you know, it's a pet store. And uh, so then I, I was like, what the hell is wrong with this joke? And so I started doing a lot of work on it. And finally, somebody says to me, just say pets at home. And that's the that's the brand here in the UK. I use that one. It kills mm-hmm. like Eddie Izzard talks about this a little bit um, where he's like, I have to I have to figure out sort of what the local touchstones are. But there is a way to talk about things in like generalities or like because that stuff is funny. And like those concepts are funny. And mm-hmm. just the fact that. You know, it's it's uh, we, you know, if if you use the reference Jeremy Corbyn or whatever, it might work in the UK. If I said that in 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 Canada, it might work. If I said mm-hmm. it in the US, it wouldn't work at all. No. And if I go around the world el- elsewhere, nobody's gonna know who Jeremy Corbyn is. But like, if I say you know left leaning politicians like blah blah blah, and then do an impression, it might work because right. these kinds of guys are similar around the world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, which actually, we're recording this the day after. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> yeah. yeah, the uh, the election, the general election in Did the UK. It, Boris won again yeah, by a by a big margin, margin. too. I know, yeah, it's yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, I, can't, I can't believe it. Anyways, we won't get into that, but it's um, gonna change. Yeah, which is actually interesting in its own way. That's actually kind of a different episode. Is like how comedians are uh, responding are to Brexit getting, are going into politics. Yeah. And well, that's a huge I mean, Vladimir we talked about this Vladimir Zelensky the president of Ukraine mm-hmm. was president of Guatemala. We tried to get I was reaching out to um uh, I'm not going to remember Oh, his the name. guy from uh, Estonia. No, uh, no, sorry, sorry. No, uh Slovenia. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying the to get Prime the president Minister of Slovenia. Slovenia on and I <laughs> got his PR team to email me back. And I was like, "Are you sure he doesn't want to do it?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> and then the uh, this guy named Jimmy Morales is uh, president of Guatemala. He was a comedian, former, too. I think. Yeah, former president of Guatemala. Is he out? I think he might be out. Yeah, maybe he's out now. And then uh, there's a couple of Indian politicians who are comedians. Yeah. Um, uh, Bhagwat uh, Singh, I think. If I'm not messing up his last name, I think he's Bhagwat Singh. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're moving into politics. I mean, and just not just in the first world. Like, it, why do you think that is? I think it's. I think a couple of reasons. I think that uh, the the. I think that politics has become a circus charade of itself, mm-hmm. and I think that the kind of carnivalesque quality that it has tends to lend itself really well to people who, like, that's the thing that Trump wins because it's like people. He'll say things and people will go, well, he's not really being serious, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, it's kind of fucked up if the leader of the free world is saying things. 
uh, ironically, like, or, or trying to, you know, mess with people ironically or just troll mm-hmm. people. Like, this is really serious. We're talking about people's futures. We're talking about, you know, the future of the free world. And, like, and it has re- things he says and does have real consequences. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because it almost feels like as a comedian, you have to sense that that has to be your sixth sense of timing. Mm-hmm. So in, in a bizarre way, Trump is like a comedian. He's like a clown. He's like a comedian of himself, mm-hmm. um, which is why it's so difficult to lambaste him because you can't make fun of something that's already satire. Yeah, and exactly. You can't, right. And it, he, he has that kind of six kind of spidey sense that comedians have of, like, He's going to say the thing that he knows he's not supposed to say. Yeah. Right. Because he's in like, but but he's out of the comedy club. So that's what makes it so kind of egregious is that he's saying these things in context where you're not supposed to say. Yeah. But I think it's like Black Black Mirror did an episode about this where there was a animated character that became the leader of a political party Mm -hmm. and ends up being winning this election. And it's a very similar kind of thing where it's like you just. You know, getting on stage, making people laugh, you have to you have to build an audience, you have to court public opinion in real time, mm-hmm. you have to be very careful with your language. All of these things comedians are very good at, and they're also relevant in politics. But the second thing that I think the reason it's developed extra is that, you know, people who are serious, I think this is a, a you know, what is that guy who wrote um, The inf- Infinite Jest? Uh, oh, uh, David Foster Wallace. Yeah, David Foster Wallace writes about... Um, the age of irony, living in the mm-hmm. age of irony, where he's like, the problem is that everybody is ironic. And if everybody's ironic, then you're not cool if you're serious. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the bizarre world that we live in now. Yeah. And so people who are serious, like, you know, Elizabeth Warren or even Bernie, and Bernie even at a some level is a caricature of himself. And I think he's aware of it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, he talks about that a lot, actually. On uh, He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. And he, uh, he, you know, he mentioned like five times. He's like, I hate having to be reduced to these ninety-second, yeah, sort of like characterizations of my of my uh, principles. It's disgusting. Yeah, leaves no room for nuance. Mm. I think that like that, but a comedian is so used to this, where you got to get a laugh every fifteen seconds. So mm-hmm. a ninety-second, you're like, I'm not. It's not a ninety-second clip. It's a ninety-second spot. Right. I've got, you know, a minute and a half every fifteen seconds. I've got six jokes I can make in that period of time, right. and those are gonna walk away, and people are gonna like them a lot more than my serious opponent who's trying to make a nuanced point. So it's like, I don't even know if it's good that that <laughs> politicians are like, like comedians are becoming politicians. I don't know if it's like a, a, a positive thing. <laughs> I think it's just people are, I think people are fed up with uh, the lack of authenticity. And I think people are fed up with like, yeah, the, it's the, uh, you know, private school boy, uh, you know, like that takes himself so seriously, <laughs> you know, that that's like, it's like that, you know, you want someone that's going to be able to thumb their nose at that. I think that's true Um, because most of Washington and, you know, this is anywhere where a lot of powerful people congregate. They all take themselves incredibly seriously. Yeah. They don't. It's Hollywood for ugly people. Exactly. That's what what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, Um, Having uh, having having some friends over there. (laughs) I can say it's not 100 (laughs) percent true. Some some friends in in, uh, D.C. are very good looking people, but they are all universally like take themselves seriously. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, it's true. It's like a skeleton key to to that kind of attitude that comedians have is like a skeleton key to those kinds of conversations. Um, Let me ask you this. What have you, what have we discovered so, so far into this quest that has uh, stuck with you or has, um, has, was really insightful or interesting for you? Oh, that's a big question. Um, yeah, I, I, let me think. I think that's uh, what, uh, what I think I've realized through doing this is how many layers to the onion there are uh, layers to the onion there are. Yeah. In the sense that like, you know, we started, you know, we peeled back one, uh, one layer in Iceland and then they introduced us to these, you know, like they were like, Oh, you got to check out the scene in Estonia. You got to yeah. check out the scene in the Baltic States. And you're yeah. like, wait, the Baltic States. Like, why? Like, oh yeah. Wait, there's a scene yeah. in uh, Riga, Latvia. Yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. These guys. And then those guys will introduce you to someone in Moscow. And yep. those, the guys in Moscow will introduce you to people in, you know, <laughs> wherever, Latvia. Yeah. Like well, Carlos, we talked with Carlos uh, Asa, Carlos Ass. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, he's like, dude, you, you got to go to Mexico City. Yeah. Like, you got to go. And it, that's, I think that's been interesting to me, too, is that it's it's been like all of these guys have other, they all have, they're people who all speak English. Um, and then they will get really excited to refer you to the people in like their culture who their yeah. local influences are like, so apparently we really got to go to, you know, Latvia and Estonia and Finland and like, 
you know, I mean, it, 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 uh, many times that's come up is that they're like, oh yeah, the Scandinavian countries have like a really good scene, and it's funny because you and, don't and when think we were about in, this. When we were in France, when we were when we were pitching in in France, I met uh, a few guys from Nigeria, and they were like, you got to come down to to, uh, to Lagos, Nigeria, yeah, because the scene here is unbelievable. Well, yeah, same thing was like we yeah. met that person's like, oh no, Aman Jordan, you got to yes. go. There's a great comedy scene, mm-hmm. like, and it's funny because the other thing that keeps coming up for me is that when you talk with all of these, we talk with people from all over the world, and we're gonna, you know, we're talking with more and more of them, but we ask them like, where does where where does your sense of humor come from? Where did it develop? And everybody goes, The Simpsons. Yes, and it's yeah. like universally. <laughs> They were like The Simpsons. Everybody says The Simpsons, which is weird. I, I don't know. Are you a big Simpsons watcher? I huge. I mean, I used yeah. to be. The move that I did, I talked with my friend Kevin Wolf about this recently. Shout out to, Ke- to Kevin Wolf out in uh, on the West Coast. He's like an engineer who works for Tesla. He's a very funny guy. Or used to work for Tesla. I think he works for a different company now. But anyway, um, I've known him all my life. And we used to get home from school and watch four episodes of The Simpsons. There was a two-hour block where they mm-hmm. would play basically four episodes of Simpsons and we would do that like every day and it was so much fun like to watch the show and just when you get home from school you open a box of fucking Cheez-Its and then you, <laughs> sit and you watch the Simpsons I was a uh, fat kid <laughs> I'm still a fat kid uh <laughs> No, but uh, no, but like that's the thing. That's what's exciting about this is like the more you peel, the more you realize there is more to peel, and like uh, there's even more uh, scenes than I think we were aware of when we initially started. No, that's true. Sure. Yeah, and even and I think the big thing for me into the process was learning that it's like, oh, this is not a unique to the English speaking world thing. No, this is like. You know, Amon Jordan. Like, why would yeah. I, it's not? I would have never thought Amon Jordan. And, and 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 yet, there's a comedy club, and there's all these there's Syrian comedians who come from Syria who are doing yeah. comedy about the refugee crisis. Yeah, who are working in Istanbul. Yeah, who are yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a great Al Jazeera article on those guys that are working in uh, Istanbul. And what's ex- what I get ticked off about? Not ticked off. That's way too strong. But what I like think is a shame is that all these great scenes get zero exposure None. from the mainstream uh, like American uh, broadcasters like yeah. you know Netflix uh, which I know is global but is basically yeah. American yeah I mean and, and at least we should say this for Netflix they're with their foray into comedians of the world sure they're making it's great that they're even making an attempt yeah like but there really is like there are so many comedians who are out there doing really cool stuff and ha- and have you every and have unique perspectives mm-hmm. and a different sense of humor and are talking about things that are real and relevant to their lives but are relatable and mm-hmm. nobody's picking up on it. And I think it's a nice like you and I are both history buffs. It's a, like for history people and for people who are interested in politics, comedy is such a great entry point to learning about a country's history, cult- culture, politics, whatever you want to talk about. Oh yeah, it's accessible. Like if you don't know anything about the ANP, the African National, I think it's the or Every, ANC, sorry, the African National Congress. Yeah. I might be butchering that, but uh, maybe watching Toomey Marake do a bit or watching, you know, Trevor Noah, some of his early stuff. Yeah. That's a nice entry point to, to like heavier conversations. Yeah. Same thing with like, you know, we were talking about trying to get Joe Wong on the podcast, but like, mm-hmm. we're going to, I mean, we're going to get Chinese comedians and yeah. we're going to talk about the situation. I mean, Helgi's talked about where he's like, you can't really do. Like you can do comedy, but it's like a kind of an elite. It's a little bit illegal. Even better, Oleg Denisov, um, mm-hmm. Oleg Denisov, who's a uh, you know a friend, and just got uh, Jim Gaffigan. He, he just produced a show in Russia with Jim Gaffigan, and um, that guy is doing comedy, talking about the political situation in Russia. You know, like that's got that guy's an actual political activist through comedy. Like that, you think about, you know, we're so, I think part of what is, what has uh, has been revealed to me through doing this project also has been that we, we live, we kind of do live in an ivory tower. Mm-hmm. Like we, we live in a space that's, re- that's actually really safe mostly. And like, you know, if you're a comedian and we live in a cancel culture and shit, Kevin Hart lost the Oscars, Louis CK just got taken down for some shit he did. Um, maybe he's going to bounce back. We'll see what happens. But like. The, these you know it's safe really like you don't have to worry about the political consequences of you telling jokes but like that's not true yeah you're not gonna be l- let's put it this way you're not gonna be jailed in the yeah. united states or yeah. in britain for telling jokes yeah which you're not is a be, real possibility <laughs> in china yeah and yep. russia yep. and like it's a real it actually is like a real issue that mm-hmm. these guys have to think about and even though oleg is like look it's not gonna happen to me it's fine it's like 
it doesn't mean it can't like right <laughs> like it, it could dude like you could you know then in a weird way like i hope you don't get too successful because like, we like having <laughs> you around like right there are certain things you can't say on television in those places Let's yeah for way. real and that just goes to show you actually that's 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 the whole thing it's like comedy kind of in comedy exists in this weird space where it's the only place where you're really allowed to speak to power and but you you still that's why it's so dangerous in those places yeah and it's why it's why russia for a long time didn't have any any really good comedy and Uh the comedy scene that is good in russia is totally underground yeah like yeah that's cool i really we got to do an episode over there we got to figure out a way to get over there well that's what so you know i i'm not sure like what what this particular conversation is going to be used for but I think it probably be exciting. Court, probably evidence in court. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. I think what I think what's kind of exciting is like there's so many opportunities to do. You know what I think would be exciting for this podcast is to do a road trip. Oh yeah, um, and to just uh, one of my favorite series. And it, if anyone is still listening at this point, you <laughs> have to watch this series called The Long Way Round with you and McGregor. Yeah, it is fantastic. They go on their uh, bikes, uh, motorcycles. Uh, they go from London to New York the long way, and uh, they shoot the whole thing. Yeah, and it's unbelievable. And I think of a road trip like that going to different comedy scenes. Yeah, you and McGregor fun. had that huge beard. Oh yeah, that he grew oh, the he's, whole time. He's the coolest man. What a, he's the what coolest. a cool dude. Oh, it's ama- It's actually one of the best things I've ever watched. Um, I know, I know he's not a comedian, but we got to get him, figure out how to get him on a on a podcast. On or something. A, yeah, just find a way to, to how chat. You doing, Ewan? I, I I think he, I think he'd be down actually. He probably would. He seems like a pretty kick ass dude. Um, we definitely need to get figure out a way to take it on the road. I want to go to what we should do, and we've been talking about is going to international comedy festivals, going to some like Melbourne, yeah. or like, and then taking those podcasts there. Yeah. Um, maybe not this podcast. I don't know where this audio is probably going to be on both podcasts, but taking Funny Planet there mm-hmm. and being like, we want to interview you guys and talk about differences in comedy scenes and talk about what you yeah. find funny, what you don't find funny, like all of that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it it would be very interesting to to do that. The other thing that I think is interesting about this podcast is like, it's almost as as crazy as it sounds. It's almost disappointing sometimes to talk with people because you want to hear them be like, oh. In in Lagos, you cannot talk about this. Right, right. But nobody does that. <laughs> right. Like everybody we talk, and it and it almost makes me want to take every episode and shove it back in the face of like these executives yeah, we've yeah, had conversations yeah, yeah. with, where like comedy doesn't travel, and you're like, really? Because everybody finds The Simpsons funny, <laughs> right? You, you, right. Fu- you fucking idiot, right? And they don't like, understand the references in The Simpsons, and yet everyone, yeah, and everybody gets it. Yeah, yeah and we yeah. talk with we talk. I think we talk with a, cu- a couple of different people about that, where you're like, well, were there things you didn't? Yeah, they said Spiroti Spiroti Agnew. I forget who said that. Was it <laughs> you? Said that it was Ari, right? <laughs> oh, Ari, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. like, I didn't know who Spiritu Agnew was, yeah. but I just thought, no, it was no, 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 this was uh, Dory, that's right, yeah. it was Dory Halder Halderson, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, one of them was, yeah, and it yeah. was anyway, it was, it, it was super interesting because you're like, yeah, you don't need to understand this at all. Like, when Trevor <laughs> Noah does impressions of people, you get the feeling of these real people, you don't need to know who this guy is, right? Like, it's and so that's uh, that's the thing that's actually really in a weird way been been kind of disappointing where it's been like I, it would be really cool to hear a sharp difference of like mm-hmm. we do not find this funny in this country. But yeah. everybody's like, nah, pretty much all the same. Yeah. Same stuff that you guys find funny. It's funny. I mean, the oldest joke in all of uh, human history is uh, basically like I think I think the exact translation from the from the ancient uh uh, Aramaic or whatever it was written in was like there was not once a man who, uh, when his wife was sitting on his lap, lap, she passed gas or something, something that has never happened since t- since in the beginning of time. I think was the name of the joke. It's like basically like this guy was trying to have sex with his wife and she farted on him. That was the joke. <laughs> That's the oldest joke in man right. in the history of right. mankind in cuneiform. And it's a f- yeah whatever. in ancient in, cuneiform. In, in, yeah, 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 yeah. From the from the in cradle Sumer. of of yeah in ancient Sumer. Yeah, yeah. in yeah. the cradle of civilization. Yeah. And uh, and it's a fart joke and a sex joke. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's about a guy's wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hit. It's the big three. Right. Right. right, right. You hit top. them all. And um, it just feels like everybody talks about that stuff. Everybody talks about all that. Yeah, man. Uh, well, that's what. Well, I'm excited to uh, to do this journey with you, man. Yeah, we will. We'll. Uh, we're gonna get Brendan on here and talking about him, be walking around, being crazy. Uh, we'll have to have another one where we've got him on here too. But like, uh, I'm excited too, man. I'm excited to see where this goes and how it's gonna go. So, thank you guys for listening. I think we'll probably wind it up there because we're about one hour into this thing. And quite frankly, Zach and I have a lot of work to do to get this thing to work. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll see you later, guys. Thanks so much, guys. Take Thanks care. Thanks for sticking with us. Oh, also, before we go, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, I'm not too uh, active on the social medias, but uh, you can find me uh, on the Patreon. Oh, yeah. That there we're you go. Set up. Yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you pay us a dollar a month, yeah, at yeah. least, Zach will, you can follow him. <laughs> I'll put his exact location. Oh God! Every media. week, I I need to do it better. I need to be better at it. But I don't know. Do you? I, I don't, don't know. know. But I'm, all right, I've been life's been okay. I will say it. this: please donate to the Patreon if you believe in this project. Yeah. Listen to some of the episodes uh, on Funny Planet and listen to us talk with uh, people from around the world. If 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 you think it's valuable, we would really love it if you tossed even a dollar in a month or anything you can afford because it's um you know I mean we we heard us talking about it on the podcast we put a lot of our own time and money and effort into yeah. this and uh, most of it and I hope that you guys find it valuable I I really do because I I think that this journey for us has been really valuable meeting these people has been amazing and I, I actually feel uh, honored to be able to bring them to you the listener so. Um, without further ado, uh, please go to the Patreon so you can follow Zach. <laughs> <laughs> just go, just go to the Funny Planet Patreon. All right, we'll take care, everybody. Okay, bye.